ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm your co-host, Latan Roland Murphy. On today's show, we are talking about the comparison trap. It's so easy to get caught up in it. And I know that we are not alone in facing this battle. We know that every single one of us faces this. So we're going to talk about it today. I'm excited to be here. Latan, are you excited? I'm really excited about the show topic today because it is something that is so common to all of us. It really is. It's something we can't escape. It's just, it's out there. And I think that it's really interesting, Latan, that this comparison trap can go either way. We can either be comparing ourselves as, hey, we're better than them, or we're not enough. We're less than. And we're going to talk about a little bit about both of those things today and just see how we can help you overcome this comparison trap. Andy Stanley, years ago, I was at a Joyce Meyer event and he, he, he came on to speak and I had never heard this before. I think it's probably more well known today, but at the time I had never heard it. And he said, comparison, S I N comparison as in it's a sin. And that's kind of harsh. I mean, that, that makes it hurt a little, a little bit more, but it is when we think about it, it really is not something that is best for us. It's not something that God wants us to do either way, whether we're boasting or we're, you know, having that false humility either way, or really believing that we are not enough. Don't you think? I do. And, and, you know, I love that. I've never heard the way Andy Stanley quoted that. That's fabulous. Um, I'm looking to 1 Peter 5.8 today so that before we even start this rich conversation, we can talk about what is behind the comparison trap. And 1 Peter 5.8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is roaming. He's like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. His goal is to dismantle our confidence, turning confidence to comparison is what we know this verse is talking about. An enemy that we can't see with our eyes, but who drives us towards these uh, sinful-natured kind of emotions. Wow, that is really good. And it is it is exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants to get uh, our eyes off of Jesus and onto others and onto ourselves so that we are less, um, what would I say, less, less, less formidable in our in our battle for the, the day, less relevant, less bold, capable, less, less capable. capable. Yeah. So he turns our confidence to this comparison game, Amy, and he, he causes us to size ourselves up 
and to um, estimate the similarities or the dissimilarities so that he can cause us to go inward and evaluate ourselves. And when we go inward, then we lose perspective on what God has called us to be as believers. And he has called us to complete one another and to complete the great goal of sharing the gospel with the world so that they too can be set free. And when we buy into the lie and we size ourselves up and we compare ourselves with others, then we cannot go forth boldly and confidently and exercise all that God created us to be, right? Absolutely. I think it's so important that we talk about this issue today so that we can help other people navigate through it and and just do it better. Do it better because we know that we want to be effective witnesses and effective friends and effective parents. And if we're always comparing ourselves, we can't be. We really lose the ability, like you said earlier, to be capable. Sometimes I I ask myself, you know, I think it's really good for us to quiet ourselves in a noisy world enough to ask our own selves the hard questions. Like, am I a person who compares myself with other people and their gifts and their talents and their abilities and all that they seem to be accomplishing? Or um, am I a person who will will come to God and, and honestly say, show me reveal to me the hidden places in my life that could be comparison, as Stanley quoted so well. And Galatians 1.10 says, am I trying to win the, the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? Um, and, and then he goes on to say, if I were trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And that really, really got me right in the center of my heart, Amy, um, because I think so many times our eyes are, are fixed on people and what people think of us. And when we take our eyes off of Christ, then we've lost our ability to exercise the gift of his spirit and to be a heart that is seeking solely after him. And what that means is that a heart that's seeking solely after him is confident and not comparing, not comparative, um, but celebrating the gifts of others and not comparing what they've been given with someone else. Um, this is the only way that we can seek the flow and exercise the flow of God's gifts that he wants to lavish on his children. Um, don't you think? I do think. Do you think that you struggle more with the side that is comparing and looking maybe down on people? I mean, that's hard to admit. Or do you think you struggle more with the, I think most people struggle more with the uh, comparing ourselves saying they have something we don't have, we, they have something we want, or we're not enough. Which way do you seem to, I mean, I think I vacillate between the two sometimes. It depends on the situation. But I do think that I tend to lean more to the I'm not enough or I am lacking something. Well, 
Where do you think he falls? I, I have to be honest, too, and say that I think that's probably the more common piece, um, unless we're just moving through life as narcissists. And then if we're moving through life as a narcissist, everybody else has a problem, and we're just looking to them not to compare um, ourselves in an insecure kind of way, but to say they need to be as good as we are. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so a whole other show, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. It and really I think we've is. We've all done that as well. But for today's show, if I'm honest, I would agree with you because I think that the enemy's whole goal purpose is to dismantle the, the people that God has called his own, is to dismantle, um, just take us down to nothingness and make us evaluate ourselves in such a harsh way. That, like Second Corinthians 10 says that when we measure ourselves against one another and compare ourselves with one another, we're without understanding. And there's another um, version that says we always come up short. Oh, that's good. Against others. Yes, we do, don't we? That is good. You know, that same scripture I had in my notes for today, and I loved that, that, that last part that said, they are without understanding. Mm. That is right. I want to be a girl with understanding. Yes. And I love that whole chapter of 2 Corinthians 10, Amy, where we see Paul defending his ministry because, you know, he's trying to say to them, you know, I come to you in meekness and gentleness of Christ. I'm humble when I'm face-to-face with you, but bold towards you when I'm away from you. And he goes on to say, I beg of you that when I'm present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some who suspect us of walking according to the flesh. Like, he's literally explaining himself because he had this group of people who had sized him up and sized his ministry up. And they their whole goal was to dismantle Paul's authority and to dismantle the gift that God had given him, which was to speak truth, to teach the gospel, to help many, many people to find the new life that he had found. And so uh, I just love to challenge the readers to read the entire chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And he, he basically says to us that he's the same person when he's away and when he's with the crowd, that there's no difference, that he is the same. And I think consistency is what helps us consistently running to the heart of God, allowing him to fill every empty recess in our insecure, broken selves. And that is the only way that we can uh, live a life of victory, real victory over this comparison trap. It is certainly one that we fall into. And I wanted to offer a few helpful tips today on how we might overcome that and and really walk in victory in this area. And three things that I came up with as I was studying this and just looking at scripture and things was 
this, that we can choose to compliment someone else rather than compare ourselves to them. So we offer up a compliment. Even when we look and we see someone and we think, oh, I wish I had that, or I don't, you know, measure up to that. We can verbally out, out loud say, hey, you are so good at that, or I love the way that you did that thing today. I love the way that you are leading this group. I love how you are really reaching people with your work, your ministry, your, you know, your voice, whatever it is that we are comparing ourselves to with them. And that right there stops the enemy's plan to get in there and cause the divisiveness or, you know, just to wear us down with this comparison trap. So that was one thing. And then the second thing was to stop the comparison trap is to really, like you just said, Latan, go to God continuously, consistently to seek after the heart of God. And that in and of itself puts a stop to the comparison because when we rely on God's opinion of us rather than man's approval, like that scripture we were talking about earlier, we stop it. I mean, we stop it in its tracks. So relying on God and consistently chasing after the heart of God, that's such a good one. And then the third thing was to really rest in contentment. And that's a hard one for me. I mean, it's hard to sit and be content with what we have instead of always going to that that place of lack. I think we have a uh, poverty mindset kind of going on in our lives that we we think we're lacking when we've been given everything in Christ. Yes. Yes, we have. And God doesn't compare our abilities with others. No. He never compares us with others, but he is the plumb line yes. for excellence in all things. And, you know, when we can't do it all perfectly, we can go courageously. We can, we can continue to go with a victory in our step like you teach from your heart, Amy, so beautifully about real victory And that is your heart for the audience is that they experience real victory in their lives. And my heart is that they just keep moving. No matter the rubble in front of them, no matter how high they have to step over some things, they keep going courageously. And by applying these principles that we're giving, not just to the listeners, but this is for Amy and I today. No kidding. We (laughs) We need God's word. And we fall before the Lord's first Before we even speak what he wants us to speak to the audience about, we're asking him what we need in our lives. And today, Amy and I confess to you that we've been girls that have fallen into this comparison trap, and we want to come alongside you and give you the tools, as Amy said so beautifully, that will help you to find your confidence and to find your voice in God's kingdom and to know that God does not compare you or your abilities with another person on the planet. And if you're where you're not driving right now, I'd love for you to just lift your hand to 
out in front of you so that you can see your fingerprints. If you have to get a magnifying glass, then hold it up to your fingerprints. And remember that there is no one on the planet that has the same fingerprints. That's how unique and set apart you are for God's purpose. And so there's no need for us to try to please the hearts of men when we serve a God that loves us and sees us that intimately. And he just uh, wants us so much to surrender all that we are so that all that he is can, can be used through us as humans, that our minds are set on the things above and not on earthly things. And so that means, like, there's so much we are stuck in our minds over that cause this comparison trap. And don't you think so, Amy? It's like we get stuck on everything that's going on in the world around us. And Colossians 3.2 tells us to set our minds on things above, not on the earthly things. But it's a challenge, and it's one that we must be so, so intentional and mindful of. It is. And I think that 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may go forth. And I think that that is a key verse that we can call on or be reminded of that we don't have to fall prey to this comparison trap, that there is always an escape and a way for us to get out of that so that we don't fall prey to all of the ugliness that comes from comparing. It's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. It's not pretty, and our flesh, if we're not walking with the Spirit of God, we might enjoy others comparing themselves to us, but Mm -hmm. when we're really walking with Him, Amy, it grieves our hearts to know that the things that we are trying to do for God's greater purpose would even make another person feel less than, because what happens is, as we fix our hearts on the Lord and on not on earthly things, or earthly emotions, but on pleasing Him, then the things that break God's heart will also break our hearts, right? Yes, I think that that is a prayer that we get to break my heart for the things that break yours. And when we become sensitive to his heart and his way, no, we don't want other people looking at us and, and comparing themselves to us and thinking that we are better or have something. We want people to realize and know who they are in Christ. And we're going to be talking about that on the next show when we talk about just our true identity and our identity in Christ and what that means to to hang on to the identity that we have in Christ. But we want people to know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we don't have to compare that we want we to all we're all on the same page. We're all trying to do our best. We're trying to get out there and be our best and do the things that God has called us to do. I think that's so well said, Amy. And when we can get to that place where we are happy to see 
others doing good things that encourage and build up and edify and strengthen and create beauty in the world around us, in a world that is growing more and more dark every day, that we want our brothers and sisters to rise up from the ashes of their lives and to go forth with this confidence in their heart and have their eyes fixed so on God that they are fierce about using all the gifts, all the talents, all the abilities for God's greater glory to conquer the spirit of death and darkness in a world that needs it so much and that we are there in the background sometimes and in in, in happy in, in the background to cheer them on, knowing that there's no comparison. It's about completing something. I think that was my favorite thing that you said today was that we, it's about completing one another. That's what we're here for. We are to be a complement to one another, to complete one another, because we're on the same side and we're working together for God's kingdom, for his glory to, you know, draw people unto him. So that was my favorite thing that you said today. (laughs) Well, and I, I love it, too, and I also love what Paul challenges us in Second Corinthians chapter 10 when he's defending his ministry. How sad that um, this man, after all he had persevered through, would have to even defend and explain himself. But we see that even thousands of years ago, the same kinds of sins were so common to man, and it's all about what he says in 10.4, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your, your obedience is complete. Isn't that beautiful? It is. There are no arguments that can stand against a heart that is serving and using their gifts. And there is no need for us to explain them away to people. And trust me, I have lived that life. It's very difficult when other people perceive that you're out there speaking and teaching and writing. And they're looking with their noses pressed in the window of your house and thinking, man, I wish I could do that, and they compare themselves to you. But they, none of us realize if I press my nose against Billy Graham's house or Rick Warren's house or Ann Graham Lott's house, the window of their homes, and I said, oh, if I could just do more and if I could just have that kind of influence and I could reach the masses for Christ, then I would really be someone. And if we, if we do that, then we have no idea of what we're asking for sometimes. We're asking for their life, and with their life also comes great hardships. And I'm sure that Paul here had people comparing themselves uh, with his ministry, or he wouldn't have felt the need to write this and defend his ministry also. But we can look to Paul's the whole of Paul's life and see that there are many things that we wouldn't have wanted 
that were part of Paul's life, right? Yes, Latan, we have had such a great conversation today, and we're going to have to continue it next week as we continue to talk about the comparison trap and finding our identity in Christ. I want to pray for the listeners. We have about two and a half, maybe three minutes left, and I want to pray for the listeners really quick before we close out the show. So, Father God, I just pray right now that you would help us to not fall prey to this comparison trap, that you would show us what you see when you look at us and how amazing you have made each one of us and how unique we are and how we each have a place in this world that you have exactly put us in this place for such a time as this because you are so good and you have created each one of us to work together to complete one another. We're not here to do this on our own. Keep us from comparison and help us to complement one another. Lord, we just thank you for all that you are doing. We thank you for who you are and how you are going to help us get out of this comparison trap. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, Latana, it has been such a rich conversation today. We have about one minute left. Do you have a closing point? Oh, I've just been excited to continue the conversation with the listeners. There is so much that you and I have in our hearts on this topic. So uh, listen in next time. Listen in next week to Real Victory Radio and email us at gocourageously at realvictoryradio.org where you can learn more about the victory movement. Thanks for joining us today for Real Victory Radio. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the victory movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.